part two of the Hoth Hangout podcast this week is going to cover all of Star Wars Celebration, which it's honestly, <laughs> I think it's the most difficult part about talking about all of the announcements we got is where do we start? I mean, I guess I can just list it and we can pick and choose where we want to start based off of our levels of excitement. But I think the maybe the biggest thing we got from the weekend was three new movies, uh, one being directed by Dave Filoni, New Republic era, a Dawn of the Jedi movie being directed by D uh, James Mangold, the uh, new post-Episode Nine movie with Daisy Ridley returning in, as Rey, taking place 15 years after the rise of Skywalker. Uh, should be interesting. We'll definitely dive more in, into those three films. Uh, and then, of course, we get the TV stuff with Ahsoka coming out later this year. Lots of cast uh, reveals and announcements there, including an incredible trailer, uh, which if anyone hasn't seen that trailer, whew, definitely need to go watch that. I was floored. We'll talk about the story of of, uh, of how Joey and I, I think, watched that trailer. Uh, Skeleton Crew announcements. Acolyte. I'm incredibly pumped for both of those shows, particularly Acolyte. I am so, so, so excited to get just new Star Wars content in general always, but particularly when it pertains to the dark side stuff. I like that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Uh, and then Andor Season Sith 2. Lord. Yeah, I'm the Sith Lord here. <laughs> and then uh, Andor Season 2 coming later next year in 2024 towards the end of the summer. All the other great stuff coming next month on May the 4th, Visions. Uh, season two with Star Wars Young Jedi, kind of that children's show that we've talked about a few times here on the podcast. Uh, and then a second season of Tales of the Jedi announced and Bad Batch season three. The final season, a little bit surprisingly, of that show uh, is confirmed as well. There is literally so much to talk about. Uh, I, Joey, where do you want to start? Because I am so pumped to talk about any of it. I'm cool with wherever you want to start. I mean, let's just go from the top down. All right, all right. Yeah. So we we got a overview as part of Star Wars Celebration. Well, let's start. Let let me start it. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, what day was that? Was that Friday morning? Yes. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. This <laughs> Joey's gonna tell the story of the intro into Star uh, Wars Celebration, and maybe okay. a little bit of backstory to your story, and I won't give anything away of what mm -hmm. Joey's gonna talk about. Um. But in my mind, I had almost forgot that Star Wars Celebration was happening that day. I mean, I knew it was, but I didn't know how early it was because, of course, it was taking place in London. And so I think they were starting at like noon or something there, which for us is like five in the morning, right? And so I don't know why I woke up at that time that morning is one of those moments in your life where you're like, wow, that was really lucky that I woke up that early. Because I checked my phone and I had like a YouTube notification, right? And it was like, Star Wars official has gone live or something like that. I was like, what? They're starting early. And so I watched it. And anyways, so it was just kind of like random chance that I was awake at five in the morning when all of this dropped. And so I messaged Joey and that, yeah. <laughs> that kind of leads into Joey's so, part of the story. To, to, so that was Ben's side of the story. So my side of the story was my daughter had woken up early. <laughs> <laughs> once again and we were up you know it was a late night for us and all this so um and then i get a message so if, one thing you guys need to know about me and ben 
a lot of the conversations that start with me and Ben is me asking Ben something and me asking, <laughs> hey, Ben, are you ready to record this day? Hey, are we okay with this? Or, you know, so it's always me initiating. Not that day. So on Friday, <laughs> on Friday, I get a message at 7.21 a.m. Oh, that was later Under, than I thought. I don't know yeah, why yeah. I thought it was earlier. You know, well, I mean, it was 7.21. Um, here's the message. <laughs> Low key, I'm so pumped potential emergency pod might be necessary <laughs> i can't believe how much good news i woke up to and me in the you know i hadn't slept all night i kind of wasn't i was in the same set uh in the same state where i i didn't it didn't register that even celebration had started i knew it was happening on friday but i didn't realize yeah it started <laughs> so so i'm like oh i guess i could have been watching that too um, and then he basically says, have you looked at Twitter the past couple of hours? I'm like, oh my God, I haven't. And I haven't even thought of it. So then of course, then I scour Twitter and everything is there ready. And, and I'm, and all I say is, oh dang, <laughs> that's, 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 that was my response to him. I'm like, oh dang. And when I say there's a lot of news, it's a lot. That's what Ben responds with. So <laughs> yeah, there, there was a lot of excitement Friday, early morning and, um, and rightfully so after all the stuff that we saw. Yeah, I, I was so excited after watching, I think it was the Ahsoka trailer was what I watched first. I was so excited that I literally sat up in my bed, was like doing one of those like, like these moments, you know, what do they call it? Uh, in our thumbnails, basically. Yeah, <laughs> but like when they see it in sports games. Oh, the Surrender Cobra. Have you ever heard it referred to as? No. Because oh, if, if you're watching the video version of the podcast, you can see what I'm doing. but. Like, whenever a sports fan's team has just lost, they'll put their hands behind their head so it almost looks like, you know, the head of a cobra and their mouth is open. That's what, yeah. I, was, that's what I was doing when I was... Sur- I was surrender cobraing after I nice. watched uh, the Ahsoka trailer. <laughs> nice. But it was it was truly, like, so exciting for me. I, a, I didn't go back to bed, and B, I started, like... Uh, started like binging all these different YouTube videos on like lore and just stuff I was interested in after watching the trailer. It is it is such a fun and exciting era for Star Wars, uh, and and I think to kind of put myself in check a little bit, I think we also have to remember that a lot of this stuff we're not going to see for at least a year. Uh, thankfully, Ahsoka is one of the things that we will get to see in, in the in the nearer future. Uh, but a lot of this stuff doesn't have like an, even a date yet. And so while it's cool to get excited for it, that's something I have to tell myself like, all right, you know, chill out. It might be like 2025 by the time we see, you know, some of this stuff, for example. So especially the movies when it comes to the films, like I don't think any of these three movies they announced are going to, I'd be shocked if any of them are out in 2024. Uh, I think it's pretty likely that we'll probably see the, I would say the Daisy Ridley one first is the vibe I'm getting. Um, I could see this being like a summer 2025 or even like a December 2025 mm-hmm. release. Um, and then the then James- Every two years after maybe. Type yeah. It it also just depends, especially with Dave's movie, the one that's going to sort of fit into the Mandoverse timeline. It also just depends on how much of the Mando story they want to tell in the show prior to filming the movie or, or showing the movie, I guess. 
Like, if they want the movie to be, like, the thing that ties it all together, I don't think we even get that movie for, like, five years, six years, maybe? So, it's cool. It is fantastic that Dave is getting a chance to direct a film. I think it's something that Star Wars fans have wanted for over a decade now. But to be realistic, this might not be something we get for at least five more years if they're wanting it to be the thing that concludes the Mando uh, universe and storyline. Um, part of the kind of overview of this entire new era they're ushering in, they gave us a timeline. And if you're watching the video version of the podcast, we'll maybe we'll put it up on the screen here at this, at this moment so you can take a look at it if you haven't seen it yet. But it basically breaks down all the eras of Star Wars that are now officially considered canon. And what I mean by that is, they're not just an era, because I guess that's always been canon. But now we're going to be exploring stories in those eras, which will also be canon. Which is a dream come true for so many Star Wars fans. I think I was a little disappointed that we didn't get a ton of Old Republic stuff. But worth noting that the timeline does include the Old Republic, which makes me super hopeful for lots of fantastic Star Wars in the future, even though it wasn't something that was directly addressed at Star Wars Celebration. Um, those timelines or those eras in the timeline, of course, being Dawn of the Jedi, which the second of the films announced, the one that's going to be directed by James Mangold, uh, will take place during this era. This is pre Old Republic, uh, largely ba based off the Dawn of the Jedi comics as well as the Dawn of the Jedi novel. Uh, and so this will kind of be like the origin of the Jedi. Uh, it's going to focus a lot on... Uh, I actually just listened to the audiobook of Dawn of the Jedi for the second time, like, last month, um, on, like, Ashla and Bogan, which is very early mm. conceptions of, like, the light and the dark side. Um, and then I, there's this thing called the Rakata Empire. I don't know if they're going to go into all that stuff, but more or less it's going to be, I think, the origins of, like, how all this started. Uh, on this planet, in the novel is called Tython. I don't know if they'll take that same planet uh, as the approach for the film, but pretty cool to to see it coming to live action. Hopefully, in the next few years. And then, of course, the Old Republic, which I've already talked about a little bit, the High Republic, and then we get into uh, the era of the films that we know and love, with the fall of the Jedi during the prequel era, the reign of the Empire during the original trilogy, uh, then the Age of the Rebellion, followed by the New Republic, which is sort of that Mando era we're in right now, followed by the Rise of the First Order, which is the sequel trilogy, uh, and then the New Jedi Order, which is the Rey film that we are going to be getting taking place 15 years after the Rise of Skywalker. I think this movie is the one that most fans focused on when they heard this information. Uh, don't get me wrong, people were really excited about the Filoni film, and of course the Dawn of the Jedi one is a really cool concept to think about too. But naturally, when you hear news about uh, Daisy Ridley, who for anyone I guess that doesn't know, played Rey uh, in the sequel films, which are obviously very polarizing movies. Some people love them, some people hate them. Uh, what was your initial reaction when you heard this news? Because mine is not what I think people might think 
my reaction would be. <laughs> okay. I'm curious what yours was. Well, to go back to where I saw the tweet, I saw the tweet that I saw that she was on stage. Mm-hmm. And without any context, I saw that she was on stage. And I'm like, oh, that's nice that she came back for, you know, for celebration. You know, that's cool. But then I went ahead and read the tweet. And I, then I dove into everything. Like, I got to find more information on this where, you know, th- this is actually a movie coming out. So um, I, I really like Rey as a character in the, in the sequel trilogies. I got her lightsaber from uh, when I was at, uh, at Disney World. Um, so I, I was I'm I'm I was super excited to see her return. I was always worried that the all the actors from the sequel trilogy had left a bad taste in their mouths because of um, kind of the reaction from Star Wars fans. Um, not all of them, but some of them, you know, and how maybe they'll never come back to Star Wars because of it. So that was kind of my concern going when after the sequel trilogies were done. Um, but to see her come back, you know, however, because well, 2019 was the last uh, movie, right? So four years later, to come back to Star Wars and, you know, reprise her role. I was, I, I mean, I was super excited to see it. Now I want to see John Boyega. <laughs> now I want to see Oscar Isaac. I mean, uh, you know, maybe I'm being a little selfish, but um, <laughs> I, I think they did because part, the, one of my problems with the sequel trilogy, I think they did Finn so dirty. So I, mm-hmm. I think they did him wrong. Um, because they really set him up early on, you know, because if you remember in that first teaser trailer with, uh, for, um, Force Awakens, he, he was the one wielding the lightsaber. So you're, you're, of course, you're going to think he's the, he's the force sensitive one. Um, turns out he's not the, he's not the one it's Ray, which is fine. But then to come back and rise of Skywalker to be like, oh, by the way, I'm force sensitive. And I'm like, wait, wait. How did what? No, no, you can't. You know, you can't say do that, and then you know. So I, I feel they they did they did wrong by his character. So I would love to see him be a part of this new Jedi Order to help out Ray, or maybe he's one of the students. You know, oh, probably in fifteen years, I'm sure he'd he'd be a knight or a ma- or a, a Jedi knight at least at that point. Um, so I, I think it's. I, I was super excited when I saw the the announcement for her to come back reprising her role for Ezra. Yeah, I think I think the inclination from people who didn't like the sequels is to think, oh no, you know what I mean? Uh, I see it the opposite way. And I, as someone who doesn't have a particular love for the sequels, I did not take this as disappointing news. I took it as, like, redemptive news almost. Mm-hmm. Like, I, and you know, I, I don't, I love Daisy Ridley as an actress. I I even I don't really dislike the character of Ray to be completely honest with you. I just think the story, like the writing for the films, were not good. Um, but I don't think that's her fault. I don't think it's it's right, obviously right. not Daisy's fault. And I I think as poor as the films were from a plot perspective, I think Adam Driver and Daisy Ridley are two of the highlights of those films. And so when I heard the news, I was more excited that she has a chance to. Um, not only make a new film kind of about the new Jedi Order, but kind of transform people's, the opportunity to transform pe- people's opinion of Rey as a character. Because I, I think I think she was also done, I, I think everyone was done dirty, yeah, to be honest yeah, with yeah, you. Yeah, right, you're like, right. Like, John Boyega definitely was, and I'd be way more surprised that he comes back. Yeah, same. Than uh, if, if Daisy Ridley or, or Oscar Isaac came back. Um, 
but I, I think it's just an opportunity to see Ray in a new light, hopefully in a way that is a lot more well, uh, more well thought out than the sequel films were. And I hope that they draw a lot of inspiration. I think they can take a note from Mandalorian in this regard because Mando, this sixth episode or this uh, seventh episode, drew a lot of inspiration from uh, the Timothy Zahn novels and stuff that was, you know, Legends in EU. I think, I think it would benefit Star Wars a lot for uh, Ray's storyline in this new film to mirror. Or closely resemble because I don't want them to copy it because I I feel like that takes away some of the creative, uh, you know, the creativeness to to filming a movie. I don't want them to copy the the new Jedi Order stuff with Luke and how he formed it, uh, following the, uh, you know, following the the fall of the Empire. But I I want them to draw on that because I I think effectively that's what we're going to see in this film. Is Ray, I would assume, not only just creating a new Jedi Order, but sort of going about that process of how to be the leader of that order, how to gather those followers. Maybe it's even going to be the initial stages of that, and like she's just starting creating that order and gathering those right. followers. Maybe that's more likely, actually. So, all that to say, I, I don't think they can do a lot of wrong. I hesitate to say that because that was a question (laughs) (laughs) because episode nine was, was definitely, I think a low point for a lot of star Wars fans, Uh, probably myself included in that. But I just, I think the only direction is up to be honest with you. And I think they have a lot of source material to draw on with, with Luke, uh, with Luke's new Jedi order in the EU and legend stuff. So I I hope they, they refer to that and draw from that with, with the Daisy Ridley film. I think my concern would be that we're, we're being trained to watch shows now mm-hmm. we're being, you know, as, as star Wars fans, we're, we're, we're getting used to the eight, 10, 16 episode series. Mm-hmm. Now to have a movie again, kind of going back to where we were, where it's going to be what at longest, let's say two forty-five, three hours. Right. And we've talked about how TV shows can lend itself to more time, obviously, so you could character build a little bit more, be able to do that. I mean, we're talking about one movie. <laughs> we're not even talking about a, a you know a trilogy or anything like that. This is one movie that she's gotten here. So that's kind of where I would be concerned. Is we, I you can't not think that this is something that's a redemptive type of movie for her character for this franchise however you want to put it that's a lot of pressure again to wait let's say three years and then for it to you know either hopefully do well fall short is a good possibility whereas in all these series you're able to have these full in-depth rich storylines and i'm a little bit worried that we won't have enough time in a movie to do all of that where it'll be all rushed um because i'm just used to it if they would have announced this but it was like a a limited series of four episode series i would have been more happy i think if it were something like that you know 
like a four or six episode series or something like that. I, I think that would have been better because we're used to this now. This is what we're getting used to. Because think about like like Andor. You know, let's let's mm-hmm. look at Andor and how we didn't really know what to expect going into it, but by the end of it, we were all bought in, right? Yeah. With this, we kind of have that expectation already. <laughs> we have, you know, hopes and dreams, and and that's just kind of what movies do. And we, you know, we said this early in our podcast, where before it would you'd have to wait two years between movies, mm-hmm. and all the hype would be growing, growing over time, and either it hit it's hit or miss. But in in the in the what we're used to now, the weekly weekly grind of every episode, um. If it's a miss, it's okay. We get another one in a week, you know. So, yeah. so I, I'm I'm I I am a little concerned about that piece. I I feel that we were in a very good spot with the TV series. I know the 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 a lot of the love, a lot of the lore is obviously from the movies, and it makes sense to continue making movies going forward. Um, so something like the Dave Filoni movie makes sense, right? Because mm-hmm. Um, it's talking about an era that is kind of being built right now, right? So it kind of it kind of flows through. And I know it's only been four years since you know the rise of Skywalker, but in terms of everything that's been released since then, <laughs> that it seems like so much longer. And it's, especially with pandemic, two thousand nineteen yeah. two thousand nineteen seems so far away, you know. Um, to to now come back and have this, I mean, it's interesting. I'm still excited for it. But as you know, as Star Wars fans, there's always a little bit of anxiety that you're you're worried that something's gonna go wrong. And unfortunately with the sequel trilogies, that's a lot a lot that's where a lot of that lays. Um where the a lot of fans, like you said, kind of split down the middle, um, of people who loved it and who people who didn't love it. So um all that to say, now you're putting that again on on a movie that's coming out in however many years. And let's remember there were supposed to be other movies that were being made yeah. <laughs> at this point. There have been other shows that have been canceled or, or movies that have been canceled. We don't even hear about anymore. The uh, Ryan Johnson I, trilogy. Right. Yeah. So we have, we have, we, there is a track record here where the thing movies have been not only mentioned, but like announced. Yeah. They've had directors already. Um, they've had, you know, and I think there was supposed to be something with Lando. Wasn't there a Lando show? Lando or show with Donald Glover never <laughs> yeah, happened. Yeah. Something happened, never happened, right? So, you you know, there's there's always the possibility that the, the three movies that were mentioned today, outside the Dave Filoni one, I think that one's probably yeah. a go, you know? Yeah. Well, and I think the Ray, I mean, the the difference with the Ray film is is, like, she is signed to this movie. Yeah, yeah, right. Whereas the other ones, it was like, well, we have a director planned, Mm-hmm. Like they never showed any actor for a Ryan oh, Johnson right, yeah. film, or gotcha. Yeah. I, I feel like the planning stage, which is why I would say that 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 was why I said that one. I think will be the first one of the three that comes out. Um, is because I think Dave's movie will require more of Mando to be shown, mm-hmm. so just naturally it it will come further in time. Uh, and the James Mangold one doesn't feel like we have hardly any information on it yet, right? And and of course, you know, bringing in Daisy to sell Star Wars Celebration just kind of gives that vibe and that feel that this is on the nearer horizon. Um, so that was kind of my my thinking for that was because she is signed in the movie, it does feel like it's going to happen. Yeah, maybe sooner. like 
December 2025 is when I'm thinking right now. But that's just kind of a spitball, I guess. And and to mention, and you know, kind of jumping ahead here, 2025 is the next celebration, which is going to be in Japan. Oh, that's what I was going to tell you. Yeah, I wanted to yes. talk about this. Yeah, yeah. I was so bummed when it wasn't in the U.S. <laughs> oh man, because I was you know, I was so hoping that it was going to be in the U.S. And... You know what this means? This just means we both had to go to Japan in two <laughs> years. Right. It's t- yeah, we've got two years to get like sponsors here. Yeah, um, to sell some merch. I mean, we got we got some time to uh, to get this done. We could write off the entire trip. It was going to be fine. <laughs> it's a business expense. Exactly. But yeah, so, I mean, imagine this. 2025 is the, the year that movie comes out, December 2025. The trailer comes out at Celebration. I mean, you know, it's, it kind of lines up. So mm-hmm. I, I think there's there is definitely planning towards that. So I, I wouldn't be surprised. When I was saying, like, movies have, you know, have gone dark, whatever, with within Star Wars, yeah, I agree. This Ray one probably would not be going dark. I think this one's... I think we're going to be seeing this one. If we And if we saw it in 2025, the trailer at Celebration, I think that would be very cool. And I, I hope that's what it is. Because you and I will be in Japan. Yes. Yes, indeed. <laughs> the other... Not really related to anything we've talked about specifically. The other thing that I... I kept thinking about as I was watching all these announcements um, and I'm bringing it up now because I really wanted to talk about it and I'm afraid that I'll forget it if I wait till the end to talk about it is all these announcements are happening. Right. And I was thinking the same thing while I was watching the, this week's episode of Mando. Um, you know, I, I don't have any kids, but in my mind I'm thinking like, I'm so excited for like 10 years from now to hopefully to be able to sit down with my son or daughter and like, it's like, what do you want to watch? Because there's everything. There's all this Star Wars. You know what right. I mean? Whereas like right. when when I was growing up, there was only six options, and when and, and, and when you, you were growing up, there was three options. Yeah. And so well, and when and when you were growing up, there were six options, and you picked Episode Two. So I'm just gonna <laughs> remind everyone. To be fair, I was born before the prequels came out. Okay, so okay, fine. technically there was only three options for the first little bit of my okay, life. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> but sure, I did. I uh, my worst Star Wars decision <laughs> in my entire life of fandom is that I watched Attack of the Clones as my first Star Wars film. <laughs> that is fine. a true. That is a true statement. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I'm. I just. I kept thinking like. You know, 10 years from now, you know, sitting down to show someone who has never seen Star Wars before, it just almost brings a sense of joy to to me as a fan and a smile to my face because it's like, it, there's just so much. It's so cool to see, you know, the stories explored from entirely different perspectives, entirely different eras vast amounts of characters from all different walks of life and just it it is so cool to think about and so i just i just wanted to make a point of that that this is i think one of the times where it, it always really hits me is it star wars celebration when they're just they're throwing content at you like it's like you know what is that phrase like they're hot cakes or something like that i just it, it is such a cool thought and a cool feeling to think that I mean, even now at this point in time, if you're right. showing someone who's never seen any Star Wars, you're like, well, first we have to start with these three. Yeah. Then we watch these three. Then we watch these three. And then we go back and we fill in the holes with these two. 
And yeah, then, yeah. but wait, there's shows that went during yeah, this right, part, right. and this part, and this part, and this part, and it's like, right. which on the flip side, I guess that can be overwhelming for someone right. who's never seen it all. So, but. yeah, I mean, regarding that, I mean, out of my friends, out of my, you know, that I, that all watch Star Wars, I mean, you and I have a podcast, so obviously we're pretty far deep into it, right? So, um, I've got friends who are super stoked about the Ahsoka show for instance, mm. and which we'll get too soon. Um, but I, I told them, I'm like, well, if you're stoked about that, you should probably watch Rebels. <laughs> you know, you should. So, so you have a little bit of idea of who these people are, because these these people didn't just appear. Right. right but here I do the... love that they're excited about it, having not seen Rebels. You know, it's, right. it, it's kind of like that. Just I don't know, like that people can just hop into it at any point. Right. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah, so I, and my sister in law, who I've, I've mentioned before uh, on the pod, uh, same thing. I'm like, hey, you just maybe you don't have to watch all of it, but like watch these episodes or, you know, you know, just to get an idea, watch the first season, see how you feel about it. And, you know, because, because I, I mean, it's, it's like a, it's kind of like, I don't want to call it a disease, but it's kind of like you want to spread the, <laughs> spread, spread all of the information out because, yeah. yeah. The reason the reason it was so cool to see Zeb in live action was because we saw him, you know, in animated form for you know four seasons or whatever. So to 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 make that jump is really cool. Um, and we've talked time and time again about the interweavings of all the different thing, all the different stories. So uh, to and I mean to the point where we're talking about it for two hours on a podcast. I mean, it, this is, this is, e this, we could do this for four hours if you really want to do, I think. But, um, yeah, there, there's just so much out there. And y you were saying like, you know, 10 years from now, literally today, we could do this today and have the same, the same kind of talk. Yeah. It, it makes me pretty excited about Star Wars. I think, <laughs> I think growing up, it was like, well, this is the story. And, I love Star Wars, but I I don't think most people imagined it being where it is today. Like if you were go to go back to like 2010, you know, there was people that were like, "Oh, will George ever make like an episode 7, 8, 9?" But it didn't feel like there was a lot of serious discussion around it. And now it's like pff, how many shows do we have at this point? Like Mhm. Mm 10 15 i don't even know it feels like it's that many honestly it's probably not 15 but yeah you know it, it's just uh wild how far we we have come in what a dozen years i guess well since lucas sold lucas uh film it's only it's been less than a decade mm -hmm. so to think that all of this that we've gotten in the past decade is going to be multiplied times two if not exponentially you know in our in the next 10 20 30 years it's just pretty fun to think about <laughs> it makes me really excited <laughs> liam neeson was wrong liam neeson was wrong <laughs> yes star wars uh not not oversaturated um but yeah that's that's kind of just sort of a a sidebar uh sentimental thing that i wanted to bring sure. up and uh so I guess we've we've discussed the movies a little bit. Oh, I know what I wanted to ask you about the movies before we get to the TV shows. Okay, pick one of those three. Which are you the most excited for? Because I, I, I know what my answer is. You know what yours answer is? Yeah. I think I know your answer, too. Um, 
I mean, I I would say the Daisy Ridley one for me, uh-huh. just because I I both wanted to succeed, <laughs> and I'm I wanted well I wanted to succeed for two reasons to to have kind of a nice story for her you know for her character as well as you know give give the sequel trilogy a little bit more redemption you know kind of like what you said too so i think there's there's part of me and i and i I, like i said i i loved her character um i you know i i think she like like you said i think you know a lot of those actors were done uh, a lot of those characters were done dirty so i think i think the um the hopefully the redemption of, of her character will be here yeah, I, I think I'm the most hopeful for that movie. Mm-hmm. But the one I'm most excited for, it's actually tough because if you attach Dave's name to a movie, I almost just inherently want to pick that one. Um, And I love The Mandalorian, don't get me wrong. But The New Republic is not really one of my time periods that I personally find the most love for. And anything close to the Old Republic, I definitely do. <laughs> Honestly, one of the biggest bummers was that we didn't get an Old Republic movie. Yeah. You know what also they didn't talk about? that other What was that other video game, Eclipse, that's supposed to be coming out in a few oh, years? Right, yeah. Um, I, I don't know if that's supposed to take place during the Old Republic or not. but I feel like it was supposed to. Yeah. I hope we get more info on that soon. All that to say, the Dawn of the Jedi movie is, is probably the m- most uh, intriguing one to me because having read that book and, and I'm loving, uh, loving the era of Dawn of the Jedi and, 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 of course, Old Republic as well, which in terms of the newly released Star Wars timeline takes place right after Dawn of the Jedi, I, I'm going to go with movie two. Not to say I'm not excited for the other two because I definitely am, but... right. I just I love the idea of seeing stuff that takes place well before the uh, High Republic. So. Right. Yeah. Shifting gears a little bit over to TV shows, um, there is a ton to talk about here as well. I think probably the bulk of the information was stuff regarding Ahsoka, uh, but then of course we also did get info involving Skeleton Crew, the Jude Law show which has been uh scheduled for a while now i don't think that one or acolyte has an official release date yet i think acolyte might have been confirmed as 2024 but i don't remember seeing a month on acolyte Um, but of course ahsoka is going to be out this year 2023 in august at the time of this recording that's only about four months away which is a pretty cool thought that uh, we yes. are officially what is that? Sixteen weeks away from getting an Ahsoka so show. Yeah, when you put it, it that way. That's it, way closer. Yeah, <laughs> which to tie into what you were talking about about a little bit earlier with the sentiment sentimentality, I think that's a word of of sure. Star Wars, um, and just kind of how it's this vast galaxy that's all sort of tied together across shows now, and they're bringing people in from animated to live action and live action to animated. If you think about it, Ahsoka as a show, the characters within this show, they are all originally uh, animated show characters, primarily from Rebels, maybe even all from Rebels. I mean, we saw not only Thrawn, which is probably where the bulk of the excitement from that trailer came from, 
Uh, but we saw Sabine in the trailer. We saw Harrison Dula, which, by the way, uh, Harrison Dula, for those of you that don't know, uh, is played by Mary Elizabeth Winstead, which is the wife of Ewan McGregor. Oh, really? So, yeah. I actually didn't know that. Nice. Yeah. So Hello there. Right. Hello there, yeah. <laughs> so Harrison Dula in this new Ahsoka show will be played by uh, Obi-Wan's wife, if you will. Oh. N- not really, but you know what I mean. <laughs> So uh, it's head, cool. To head see- cannon, head cannon. Yes, yes. <laughs> so it's cool to to see the uh, the the family profession of of working in Star Wars being extended a little bit to uh, to Mary Elizabeth in that situation. We saw Chopper in the trailer, which is pretty cool. I think Chopper is. It's really hard to beat R two D two as as the favorite droid, but Chopper is is right up there, so man. Good. Yeah. He he is great, and it's funny because we've never seen him in live action. Like mm-hmm. how how rare is that that you know the favorite droid of of someone could be something that's not even seen in a live action film? I I think it's pretty cool that uh, he's going to be included in this as well. We even saw Ezra on a hologram, which presumably will be a lot of the plot of this show. I would think is like Ahsoka not only going after Thrawn but also tracking down Ezra. Uh, in the process as well. It was confirmed we're only going to be getting eight episodes, much like the Mandalorian uh, seasons have done of the new Ahsoka show. I am curious how many seasons Ahsoka is going to be. Mm-hmm. And I'm praying it's more than just one. <laughs> right. I, I I want this to be a show that really builds upon rebels in a way that doesn't make star Wars messy. And what I mean by that, and I guess I don't want to go too deep into rebels in case anyone hasn't seen it. Um, but for those of you that haven't seen star Wars rebels, I would a highly recommend and B there is a portion of star Wars rebels, which really gets into the whole, like time travel stuff, not really time travel, but like alternate time paths is maybe a good way of saying it. The way it is uh, described in Rebels is like the world between worlds, I think is what it's called. And and so I just hope, I think you have to tread very lightly as a writer and a director when you bring that sort of thing into a show because then it's like a can of worms. It's like, well, could they go back and change this? Like, for yeah. anything that happens in the future. And so I want them to navigate Ahsoka in a way that doesn't, like, infringe upon the integrity of stuff that we've already seen in Star Wars. And us saying, like, oh, well, I guess they could just change that because they could go back between the world between worlds and blah, 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 blah. Right. So that that is something I am going to be especially looking for when it comes to Ahsoka is how they handle that. Uh, but Lars Mikkelsen, this is something I also was going to say, the actor that plays Thrawn in Rebels is returning to play Thrawn in live action, which is also pretty cool. Uh, an iconic part of that trailer as well. <clears throat> yeah. This is, what, this is what we were waiting for from the Star Wars celebration. An Ahsoka trailer, an Ahsoka, you know, the date for it. Uh, I, think, I think they look great. I, I thought... I thought Sabine. I think the casting for Sabine was so good. Yes, spot on. <laughs> I mean that that she looks exactly like what you know I would imagine a 
a live action Sabine would look like. So nicely done there. Um, I feel like I wanted a little bit more from Hera's um, prosthetics and kind of makeup and how it looks. I, she, I mean, she looks like she just they painted her green, you know. <laughs> it, so it, it looked a little bit. I, I wanted a little bit more from it. I am interested in seeing Chopper in live action because if you if you've watched Rebels. Chopper's very, very animated. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he does he spins the top a lot. He has the little arms that come out and um gets very animated. So I'm 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 curious how how the how Chopper is gonna be in live action. But like you said, the, the announcement of Lars Mickelson being Thrawn was you know, um was huge because of, you know, like you said, being the being the voice of Thrawn in, in Rebels was uh to have to have that cry because I think I'm trying to think. Oh, other than obviously Bo-Katan and and um, Katie Sackoff, mm-hmm. the the person who voiced them is actually the person who's that you know who it is in live action as well. So I think that's pretty cool that they've done that again here with uh, with Thrawn. And I don't know if you saw the um, <laughs> this you I I gotta love the internet in, investigation investigators the uh, when we first initially saw Thrawn like. Um, the first trailer that came out. <laughs> I think out. I heard about this. Yeah, I know what you're going to you, say. When you first saw Thrawn, you, the only shot we saw of him was from behind. Yeah. <laughs> um, so somebody went out there, got a picture of Lars Mikkelsen, and lined <laughs> up perfectly with the, the ears. ears. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, well, looks like, I mean, you, you're probably, probably right. Oh, and we, we should mention that um, part of what they do at Star Wars Celebration is that they'll show, you know, the general audience, the general audience being people that are also at home, like me and Ben, um, certain trailers, certain tidbits of, of the shows. But then for the people who are at Celebration, um, actually at these panels, they sometimes get a little bit of extra. So um, for in term, for the Ahsoka um, trailer, they actually got a little bit more um, than what we saw at home, particularly and. Cover your ears if you don't want to hear it. <laughs> um, particularly, we saw Sabine with a lightsaber, uh, which which I believe is assumed to be Kanan. Uh, not Kanan. Oh, sorry. Rest in peace, Kanan. Um, Ezra's, uh, Ezra's, right? yeah. Ezra's lightsaber. And it looks like she is fighting um, whoever the other woman is in that series that has a red lightsaber. <laughs> so I think that was uh, pretty cool to see her. Because, I mean, we've seen Sabine... Um, wield the dark saber too. So, and there was a whole episode in Rebels where I believe Kanan was training her, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. uh, with the dark saber. So, um, to kind of see that now, and and that's what I'm saying. The, you you need to see. I mean, you don't need to, but it's 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 makes a greater a, a more fun experience when you are able to go back to Rebels and say, oh, I remember when she had the dark saber and she was doing that, and now she has you know Ezra's lightsaber here as well. So I, I think. Yeah, I'm so excited. Sabine and Hera, I think I've mentioned, are one couple of my favorite uh, characters in all of Star Wars. Um, Hera, I've even mentioned when we when we're talking about International International Women's Day that she is my favorite female character in Star Wars. So I, I'm I'm super excited to see apparently Obi Wan's wife in in Star Wars here, and and of course Ahsoka with Rosario Dawson. Um, played such a great role when we saw her earlier and and to what you're saying about um hopefully this is more than just one season i mean i i feel that it's going to be um it's got to be it, especially with dave as high as he is at, you know with star wars 
he's going to want to play so have Ahsoka around for a very long time, mm-hmm. you know. So whether it's four four seasons, five seasons, I I feel like they 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 know they've got something, and it kind of goes back to what we were saying about Grogu, where you knew you had something with Grogu. So that's maybe, you know, with your theory, maybe they just kind of throw him in <laughs> here and there maybe. for this season. Um, but with Ahsoka, I mean, we already know. I mean, there's a whole, whole, like, you know, fan base for specifically Ahsoka here, you know. Yeah. Whereas the Mandalorian didn't. The Mandalorian was kind of out of the, out of the blue. Andor was, you know, I mean, we knew the character, but whatever. Ahsoka literally has people cosplaying her. Her her own fan base, yes. Yeah, she has her own fan base. Ashley Eckstein, who, who, you know, was voiced Ahsoka, has her own line, her own clothing line, (laughs) based off of the character. So if this were to go one season, I would be shocked. But... Um, I, I so I think there. This is going to be one of the ones that, and and hopefully it's just done very well. And you know they could have a a meaningful story through season through season. But I mean, where Rebels le- left off, you know, with Ezra being gone, with <clears throat> and you know we didn't mention Agent Callus from mm-hmm. from Rebels. Also, where is he at? You know, does he fall in here at some point as well? Um. So I, I, you know, there, there's a lot of uh, a lot of excitement around Ahsoka, and uh, rightfully so. Yeah, it's it's definitely what I am personally most excited for of anything that they've talked about and announced at Celebration. You know, it was funny with the Sabine thing, which they showed in the I guess the trailer to the people who were at Celebration. People originally thought that was an accidental uh, leak because in one of the interviews with Natasha Liu the actress who plays Sabine, she was talking about um, being required to do lightsaber training. And people were like, what? You know, and like, <laughs> did she just like, like spoil or confirm well, yeah, something yeah. unintentionally? But the people at Celebration had already seen that, uh, that image of her with the lightsaber. But, it's, right. you know, that was something that we haven't seen yet. At least... Maybe a non non bootleg version, <laughs> right? And and to add on to that story, when they interviewed uh, Rosario Dawson, um, I already forgot Hera's uh, actress's name. Oh, Mary Elizabeth Winston. Mary Elizabeth Winston and Natasha. When they introduced, uh, when they interviewed the three of them on the celebration stage in front of everybody, this is outside of the panels. Um, I, I guess this was right after the Ahsoka panel. They were talking about um, lightsaber training, and yeah. they 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 officially they they asked Ahsoka about it. I mean Ahsoka. They asked Rosario about it, and then she's like, "Yeah, it was really fun, right?" And she looked at Natasha, and then she was like, <laughs> "She was like deer in headlights." Like, oh, that's what it like, was. Yeah, she was like, oh, "She." And then Rosario Dawson was like, "Can we talk about it?" And she's like, "Oh, never mind." And then she just kind of <laughs> skips it. So if if you happen to go watch, go back and watch that because you could tell she's like, "Oh wait, we can't talk about it." Okay, and then she just kind of plows through the rest of the interview which is pretty funny honestly being a in a star wars show or, or movie has got as an actor has to be like one of the most just stressful things in the months like after you finish filming i mean right yeah yeah because yeah. you have this probably 12 month period where well for movies it's probably even longer than that but you ha- you have this like 9 to 18 month period let's say you know, like nine months for a TV show and maybe even 18 months for a movie 
where you know how the movie ends or you know what happens to a specific character or or what you know thing right. goes down in the movie that's the big reveal and you've signed an NDA <laughs> right yeah. and as as much as you obviously aren't trying to spoil it for anyone sometimes like i feel like accidents happen and so i right, would yeah. i would be so we nervous are. to go on a talk and a, show and especially and, if you're talking about something like Star Wars or Marvel yeah i mean you it's not like you're not talking to anybody. Right. You've got press junkets. You've got <laughs> all these interviews. So you're constantly talking about the show or the movie. Yeah. And of course, you, like you said, you know all of the information. But I mean, why even go on the interview at this point? You're just like, nope, can't say anything. You know, <laughs> this is kind it of the was whole thing. so much fun making it. We had a really good time. I'm excited for people to see it. Like, it, it you know, that's like yeah, all yeah. they can say because they're so right. worried about, you know, spoiling something. Right. Which is and understandable. I mean, with Rosaria Dawson in this instance, you know, she just they just showed it. They just showed it to everybody, but she didn't realize it was only to that audience. <laughs> it wasn't right. for the people at home. Right. Yeah, it's uh lots to be excited about with Ahsoka. Oh man, sixteen weeks. It's gonna be great stuff. Um Skeleton Crew was one that is one that's I guess hasn't been on my radar that much. Mm-hmm. But I guess because the idea of it doesn't necessarily interest me right off the bat about hearing about it. Uh, maybe part of that is because I think it takes place in that New Republic uh, era. But uh, I don't know. I, I think I have a little bit more excitement <clears throat> around it than I did prior to Celebration. Mm-hmm. I, I guess my main thing with this show is I just don't know as much about it as I would like Same. to. And it, this show is actually finished filming. This finished filming three months ago. It finished in January of 2023, um, which people are, are speculating it may even come out as soon as December of this year, which would be pretty cool if we got it, which I guess that would put it maybe like a month or two months after Ahsoka finishes. Um, I guess I can just read a little short snippet about it. Um, it's not so much about plot as much as it is, as it is an overview of the show. Um, does not have an official release date, but we know it's set to come out in 2023. That being said, uh, a general time frame based on a few known facts. We know that the series started production in 2022, September. Um, Star Wars shows usually take a year and a half to appear. It should be followed by Ahsoka, which is coming out in August, we know now. And that this series sets up for uh, a mid to late summer release. Mm. This sets the series up for a mid to late summer release, assuming that Lucasfilm doesn't want to overlap their shows. Oh, based on that, we can expect Skeleton Crew to release in late winter 2023. Okay. So I feel like they just said two things that were opposite. Yeah, they're, but, they're opposite, yeah, right. But winter 2023, I guess, is when they're uh, expecting this show to come out. Something that I guess we were talking about Maybe maybe before we even started recording, I don't even remember at this point, is that I read something saying that he is a Jedi, the Jude Law character, uh, which is something I didn't know before this. Mm-hmm. So I think a trailer for Skeleton Crew was shown to people at Celebration. Isn't that right? Yeah, I believe that's correct. I really want that one. Yeah. I, I honestly, well, I think I would still rather have the Acolyte trailer, but uh, the Skeleton Crew one... I just don't know a lot about it, which is mm-hmm. why that one I think I would almost 
want that trailer equally as much as Acolyte. Right. Um, which is something, <laughs> speaking of Acolyte, I guess, did you have any thoughts on Skeleton Crew before I started talking about I mean, it's the same. It, I, I had no nothing about really <laughs> what's even happening with it. I know it's Jude Law and a bunch of bunch of kid, you know, child actors that are in it. And mm-hmm. that that's about it. <laughs> yeah, I think there's more unknowns with that show. Hopefully they start releasing these trailers to the public really soon. I would hate that I would hate for them to wait all the way until I think D twenty three is in like September. Mm-hmm. Like if we have to wait till September to see the actual versions of these trailers, I'm gonna be pretty bummed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Skeleton Crew is one that I guess I'm more excited for now than I would have been previous to Star Wars Celebration. One that I've been excited for for a while, and this is definitely the most information we've had on it uh, really since it's been announced. I guess it was first announced, was it a Celebration in 21? Or was it a D20? Uh, or the Disney convention sure, last yeah. year. That was last year. I feel like it was last year. It might have been last year. But yeah, the Acolyte is one that examines things more from a dark side perspective, which I particularly enjoy. This one will almost certainly not be coming out this year, however. I think it's scheduled for uh, an early to mid-2024 release. Man, this was reported to be in development all the way back in 2020 if you can believe that wow really so i think maybe it was announced this was announced i think before covid does that sound right that must have been then yeah yeah this one is set uh between the high republic and the beginning of the prequels so this is already yeah this is an era where we really haven't at least in canon stuff haven't delved into a lot Although there's been like snippets, especially in the prequels, where they'll talk about it here and there, but um, this will be the furthest back Star Wars uh, that we've seen in live action. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is like the height of the Jedi. It's gonna be really cool to see I, this. If you like lightsabers, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. let me put it that way. If you like lightsabers, this show is going to be for you now you out of the two of us two of us you're like the historian right so would <laughs> i don't know if i would say that there's some people I mean, who put me the, to i'm just saying out of the two of us you know <laughs> uh, um yeah 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 so would would that <laughs> would would a plagueis be around this time yeah so it was initially speculated when this show was announced that the acolyte could potentially be Palpatine. I don't think that's oh, okay. that that doesn't seem to be the direction they're going. Um cuz I think this actually takes place before Palpatine would have been born. Okay, gotcha. I think it's 100 years before episode 1. I feel like I read that somewhere. Uh maybe those of you watching the video version of the podcast can comment down below if you know exactly when this takes place. But I I think it's before Sidious, or before Palpatine is born, uh, which could mean that Plagueis is around at this time, but I don't know how much of that they will either draw inspiration from, or maybe they'll just throw him into the show. <laughs> I'm not opposed. Hey, if you want to throw some Plagueis into this show, yeah. I, I'd be all for it. Have I ever told you? <laughs> <laughs> the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise. <laughs> Have you ever seen that meme of the uh it's it's 
just like stuff like every, everyday average stuff like like a coffee mug. I saw one that was a shot glass and yeah. the and the words were like really small. <laughs> and you're like, what are the words on that shot glass? And it's literally the whole monologue of Palpatine yeah, yeah, from yeah. episode three. That's awesome. And they'll they'll throw it on like a t-shirt or, you know, stuff like that. Uh the other part about this show that I think is enticing as well is it's being marketed as a mystery thriller. Oh. Which I don't know about you. If I could pick any genre of TV show that is my favorite, it's probably mystery thriller. So okay. the fact that they're bringing that to Star Wars, I'm like, all right. That's crazy. Dark Side Users takes place during the High Republic. Uh, mystery thriller, sign me up. <laughs> I-, I think this is going to be my favorite Star Wars show. I'm calling oh. it right now. Wow. You know Ahsoka's coming out in August, right? I, I don't doubt that I will love Ahsoka. I think more of my love for Ahsoka is the character than the timeline. Mm. And I love the other characters too. I think Sabine and Hera are great. Um, But again, it's just like the pre-episode one stuff is so exciting to me. Right. I, I get pretty stoked about that yeah. so this is this is something that i personally am <clears throat> probably the most excited for well yeah right now it's ahsoka because ahsoka is yeah, so, so close. close uh but when acolyte gets closer i think it's i think it's gonna be more exciting for me personally even though i can understand how most people are probably way more excited for ahsoka Anyways, I'm 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 pumped for Acolyte. And all that to say, uh, and then Andor season two officially got a release date. That is, gosh, this seems so far away. <laughs> it does. What would this be? Sixteen months from the time of this recording, August of 2024, is the release date for season two, and it wasn't uh, marketed as the last season, so that's right you know worth pointing out uh and and i'm excited for season two of andor i just think it's gonna suffer from kind of the same thing that mando suffered from between seasons two and three um and that there was such a large time span a large time gap Mm -hmm. that some people kind of fell off the the hype bandwagon right but I, i think i think andor is is a show that because it's not necessarily for the mainstream Star Wars viewer, I think it will be all right. Now, is and is that the one that's supposed to take place over four years in a season, or is that Bad Batch? I already forgot. Which no, one I think that might be Andor. Okay, I think there is a time jump, and <clears throat> I, I feel like I read that somewhere too. Yeah. Anyway, I'll have to do. I'll have to look into that. Speaking of Bad Batch, though, something that was announced as a new season uh, and as the last season was the third season of Bad Batch, which is so, yeah, it was so weird because six weeks ago, if you would have told me they were going to announce this, I'd be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense, I guess. And then at the end of season two, it's like, wow, they could do like at least two more seasons of this. Now this is going to be our last season with the crew, so kind kind of bittersweet, but... I hope they bring that show to a good conclusion. I think it is almost, 
don't want to say 100%. It is very likely we see Omega in live action. Oh, yeah. In the next. I would think so, too. It could even be in the Filoni movie, if we're being <clears throat> completely honest. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I feel like adult Omega could get thrown into the... I'm saying she's oh. going to be in Mando already. You think? Oh, yeah, I think so. Oh, dude, that'd be so cool. In, in season five. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you think about it, there's no way they introduce Omega as a character, and then they make three seasons of this show where she is, like, the central focus, more or less. And then we just never see her again. Right, yeah. And there's been all this stuff about cloning, not just in Bad Batch. though. I, I think we see live-action Omega, you know, hopefully in the next few years, if not even sooner than that. Uh, and then stuff we've already talked about as well with the May the 4th uh, debuts coming up are the Star Wars Young Jedi show, the children's TV show. I think I probably will watch it, just to oh, say yeah, that I have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. But, uh... You know, I, 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 more or less, I, in my head, it's gonna be like a Star Wars version of Wonder Pets. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone out there has ever seen Wonder Pets, that's kind of what I'm envisioning. Uh, and then the second season of Visions is something I'm also super stoked for. I, I did learn. I was telling Joey before we started recording uh, that there's an episode called "I Am Your Mother." So I'm like, oh, it's kind of weird. I don't. <laughs> it seems kind of cheesy. Yeah. But uh. The first seasons of Visions is incredible. Um, it's not. It's it's in this weird category of. It's it's like non canonical canon basically, like it doesn't impact or affect any other Star Wars canon in any way, but because it's made after the acquisition of Star Wars by Disney, it's like, canon if you know what I mean, so. Um, all that to say, I think that gives the creators more freedom to kind of do as they please with these shows because they're independent studios from all over the world where, you know, Disney's not hanging over their backs like, well, if you do this, you can't do that because in this movie, this happens and that's going to affect okay. this. Yeah. Throw Gro Grogu in there, please. Yeah, that'd actually be kind of cool <laughs> if we see Grogu and Visions. Uh, so that comes out in, what is it? Three weeks. Yeah, nice. Going to be here sooner than we know it. Uh, and then Tales of the Jedi Season 2 was confirmed. I didn't see a whole lot of info on that other than the no, fact yeah. that it was just confirmed. Uh, we don't know if it's going to continue to be like a Dooku Ahsoka mm -hmm. thing or if it's going to focus on other people. I would assume it's probably going to be others. Yeah. Um, but Yeah, and I think that when, when it was confirmed, I think it was when Dave Filoni was on his... I think it was the... Clone Wars panel. I believe that's uh. the 15, 15 year Clone Wars panel, which you haven't watched. It was very touching. He 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 was basically in tears talking to Ashley Eckstein and um, James Arnold Taylor and Sam Witwer and saying how important they were to all of Star Wars. And it was it was a very nice moment. But um, they did ask him a little bit about Tales of the Jedi and uh, kind of you know how it was to create that. And, you know, he was very, you know, he talked about how he was excited about, you know, exploring these stories and he would love to have more stories of more Jedi. And that was kind of when he dropped the bomb and said, yeah, that's that's why we'll have a season two for um, Tales of the Jedi. And obviously everyone's excited. So I think 
you and I loved it so much. I think that was one of my, one of the more fun um, reaction videos that I think we did. Yeah. Um, sh uh, seeing especially the uh, the Ahsoka versus the Inquisitor fight, I think that was probably the <laughs> the highlight of that particular video. But um, so yeah, I'm excited for season two. I don't think they announced anything as far as dates or anything like that, or who would be involved, or um, but I know it's coming. I'm excited. Yeah. Dave, uh, just to like kind of move towards wrapping this episode up, Dave is such a, an important key central figure to Star Wars. Can you imagine where Star Wars would be if he did not, if he was not involved in the Clone Wars originally? Right. Like so much so that Dave has almost become like singularly identified as more or less the new George Lucas. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you know, there's, there's other people like John Favreau who has done incredible things for star Wars with Mando and, and going into the future with other shows too. But I just, I think what binds a lot of star Wars fans together as sort of this safety net, if you will, is that, Dave is sort of always lurking in the background of everything now as this voice of like, well, like, let's do this or let's do that. Yeah, I right, mean, he, right. he's like weaving the web of Star Wars as we go through all of this, mm -hmm. which is really cool because I think it's important, important to have someone like that, not only who is like really good at telling stories, but has, I mean, you, you said with his emotional, um, you know, emotional uh, speech that he gave on the panel. I mean, he is personally involved and affected by Star Wars. Like, mm -hmm. this is what he grew up with. He <clears throat> he loves it. He has a passion for it. And that's someone you want in that position making a right. lot of those creative decisions. So all that to say, I, uh, I, I am appreciative of Dave always for his efforts in making Star Wars what it is for all of us. Thanks, Dave. Yeah, shout out Dave Filoni. <laughs> I don't know if you'll ever hear this or not, but on the off chance that you do, we love you, Dave. We appreciate you. And we would love some tickets to Star Wars Celebration 2025. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so in conclusion, incredible amounts of Star Wars content to be excited for in the future. Uh, the three films, lots of TV shows, the... Uh, the next of which will obviously be Ahsoka on the near horizon coming out in August of 2023 this year, only about 16 weeks away. Um, also worth noting real quickly, we did want to include this, that the Indiana Jones, the fifth Indiana Jones movie, Dial of Destiny, um, a new trailer was also released at Star Wars Celebration. So uh, fans there got to see a little sneak peek into that. Uh, and I think the reason that's, important is it kind of gives an insight into how Disney is going to handle the three Star Wars movies, uh, particularly with the CGI stuff with Harrison Ford too, and how mm -hmm. they're going to handle Luke maybe uh, in, in the, the Dave Filoni film potentially. So uh, important to note there as well. Uh, finally, Joey, if you had to pick one thing announced at celebration, <laughs> that you are the most excited for and you could only pick one. Actually, let's phrase it this way. 
you pick one thing, everything else is cast into the into the abyss. <laughs> oh my gosh! I'm so, yeah. If 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 you're giving me that, good lordy, um, I think I I would take the Ahsoka trailer from it. <laughs> okay, because, okay. Because, like I said, Hera, Sabine, Thrawn. Yeah, I think that I think I love all of that. So, I I don't want to throw everything into the abyss, but. If of you're course. making me yeah, do yeah. it, yeah, yeah I, would, I would pick that. <laughs> I, I think I would probably go with the same thing. Uh, even though, like, Acolyte and uh, Dawn of the but Jedi... There's no trailer, though, so they didn't right. really give me anything. That, that's fair, <laughs> that's fair, that's fair. Um, yeah, this, there's just so much to be excited about. Yeah. To tie them all back in to sort of the sentimental thing, I can't even remember if I talked about that during part one of this podcast or part two, but... Um, it's just, it is why we love Star Wars so much. There, it's just so much to be explored, yeah. so much to be covered. With this new timeline in particular, we're going to be getting stories, it seems, for years and years and years to come, which as lifelong Star Wars fans is music to our ears. Um, I, I can't be more excited, to be honest with you. Do you have any uh, closing thoughts or comments or anything you wanted to discuss before we hop out of here? Star Wars, man. Star Wars. <laughs> it is truly a great time to be a Star Wars fan. And again, we appreciate you listening to the podcast. We know this was a bit of a longer one. Uh, if you haven't managed to check out part one of this podcast episode where we covered our thoughts and reactions to uh, episode seven of the third season of The Mandalorian, definitely check that out. And then speaking, of course, of Mandalorian, we will be back next week. Not only... Uh, with a podcast episode but also with our live reaction to the season three mandalorian finale hopefully we get to see a little bit of thrawn in there it's gonna be a really fantastic episode and of course if you have not yet subscribed to the hot hangout youtube channel we would really appreciate that so very much thank you as always for listening to the hot hangout podcast we greatly love and appreciate every single one of you joey any more uh thoughts or comments was that what he said <laughs> wait your your mic cut out for the first half oh, of that what'd you say long live the empire <laughs> long live the empire wasn't that was that gideon it was gideon yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> long live the empire well, uh, we look forward to covering all of it in the very near future, and may the Force be with you always. <laughs>